So just to be clear, you finished 2019 with a run rate of two million, and you've just recently passed a seven million dollar run rate. Well, we've just got, we've just yeah, that, that was at the end of 2019. We we were seven million, and, and now we've just gone over um, ten million. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to getlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at getlatka.com. Hello, everyone. My guest today is James Isolay. He's the CEO and founder of Cognizm, a B2B SaaS company, which was recently voted one of the top 25 startups in the UK by LinkedIn. Before founding Cognizm, James was employed as an algorithmic trader. James has a master's of engineering and information systems engineering from Imperial College of London. James, you ready to take us to the top? Yes, for sure. All Thank right. you. Thanks for inviting me to the show. You bet. Algorithmic trading. So did you get like super rich, you know, carving milliseconds off of trades by installing hardware close to the stock exchange? Not quite. Uh, I was a, I was at a Swiss utility when I was doing the algorithmic trading, um, so so I was doing kind of a bit more slower stuff. Um, but but it, it was it was good fun. I, it was I, initially I thought it was my dream career, but um, but then I realized that it it, it wasn't. You know, it, it it was sitting behind a desk all day mm-hmm. long, which I'm a bit more of a social person, so it wasn't for me really. So what is Cognizant? So Cognizant, we help businesses find and engage new business in the in the B2B space. So we're providing uh, global contact data, so mobiles, direct dials, B2B emails, and and then the tools to engage that data to create new business. So And we've also just recently acquired a, a business in Germany called Mailtastic, which is a email signature marketing platform. And that really ties back to getting those prospects engaged um, to help increase uh, conversions. Um, when I hear about an acquisition like that and the space you're in, what I really hear is it's a data play. It, it allows you to make sure yeah. you have enriched, in, you know, enriched contact data, et cetera. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, so that's part of it. You know, part of uh, when, we, when, I'm, when we're looking at acquisitions, what we're also looking for are tools that help us to uh, inform our data asset and to improve our data quality. Mm-hmm. And that acquisition was done back, I believe, on May 11th of this year. So fairly recently. Yeah. Um, how did right. you meet the founders? Tell me how the acquisition went down. Yeah, but pretty much everything was done because it was COVID, and then we had to had all the country lockdowns as well. So it was a really interesting time to do a, to do a, an acquisition. Uh, we met them just before uh, the country lockdowns had happened, so we were able to travel and meet them once. But then everything was done over Zoom, um, and so we did all of all of it over Zoom. And it, you know, it's funny because in Germany, you know, you have to actually go to the notary and actually have the whole uh, contract uh, spoken out even uh, you meant to actually have a representative to sit there and listen to the entire contract spoken out but they made an exception because of covid and um, oh, so wow. we were able to do everything remotely yeah, it was, that's, it was, that's it incredible was, okay so that closed earlier this year um and it, give me a general sense how would you guys pay for mailtastic um, in total, uh, you know i believe like in total it was around about uh, 4 million i think it was about okay. 4 million and how do you structure that? I mean, you, you obviously have some scale, but you're not like, you don't have hundreds of millions to throw around. Was it an all stock deal, all cash? Was there an earnout? How do you structure it? Was a, it? it was a mix of, a mix of stock and a mix of cash. Okay. Got it. And how do you as a startup founder sell the mailtastic founders on taking your stock instead of more cash? You have to have to sell a vision to them, get them to believe in your, your vision. 
I mean, we've had an incredibly fast growth rate. So, you know, we, we grew in, in 2019 from like two to seven million. Um, so, you know, we, we've got an amazing revenue engine. I mean, that that's the heart of our company really is, is um, you know, an incredible inside sales engine um, and and great, great uh, marketing engine as well. Um, and so we, we could sell them the, the fact that they would grow faster with us. I think in Europe in particular, there's a lot of great product companies that have, um, you know, don't have the capital to grow and have, um, you know, like, generally weak um you know don't don't have the investment in the sales team um and also in their in their home markets it's it's usually a little bit tougher than say in the uk or us markets both both of which we have access to Mm -hmm. so just to be clear you finished 2019 with a run rate of 2 million and you've just recently passed a 7 million dollar run rate well, we've just got, we've just, yeah, that, that was at the end of 2019 we we were 7 million and, and now we've just gone over um 10 million that's great. Okay, so I got I got my math wrong. Then you finished twenty eighteen with two million, twenty nineteen yeah. with seven million, and now you're yeah. about, you're passing ten million, eight hundred thirty grand a month. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the, the, this month we did about um, seven hundred fifty k of net new business. So so we're kind of getting back. Yeah, so we're getting back to net kind of just pre, pre where we were pre COVID. Um, we had a little bit of a hit. Um, you know, with the with, with everything that happened with um, COVID for one month, but we've consistently grown and consistently hit our our targets every month. Mm -hmm. Walk me through what happened in COVID again. 2018, you're 2 million. 2019, you hit $7 million run rate. December, that's, you know, call it eight, nine, 10 months ago. COVID then sort of hits. You've only added about 2 million over the past 10 months. What co impact did COVID have on that growth? Um, I, So, uh, well, I suppose, yeah, yeah, we were, we're kind of at 3 million, right? Uh, the, the, I guess the. Um, what really happened, I, I, churn, I guess, like customers that we had that. Um, we're in the recruitment and the event space in particular got re really heavily hit. Um, I think, you know, in particular in the UK now, you know, those types of, you know, we, we've had you know, a complete lockdown um, and then we've gone back just recently in the last couple of weeks uh, into lockdown. Um, so, so, you know, the, those businesses are heavily hit. Mm -hmm. um, so we, I so it's like when we had started in uh, 2017, we, you know, we, we had a, like a focus on SMB businesses. So of course, SMB businesses have been particularly, we've been moving up, um, consistently, you know, away from the, the smaller companies up, um, to, you know, uh, larger employee companies, but you know, that was part of like a large part of our custom base and that part that custom base has been hit particularly hard as well. Um, mm -hmm. and a lot of that, um, it's got uh, like a portion of that is coming back, but you know, the, the you know, that, that would, that was the main hit. And then it was also just the disruption of going from in office to work from home. Um, and so we've made that transition now of actually being able to effectively manage a remote sales team. But initially, you know, that was a bit of a shock to our system, um, of actually, you know, cause, cause we had a, like a great office culture and, a, you know, great, great team in office. Yep. No, it's a tough thing to balance, obviously. The nice thing is you're still getting growth. And yeah, to your point, call it two and a half, three million in new AR over the past, call it 10 or so months. Um, yeah. You've raised capital, obviously, along the way. Tell us about that. So yeah, we've raised in total about 23 million from a mix of European and US investors. Um, so we've still got a very healthy cash balance from that. Um, but yeah, um, you know, it, it initially we... Um, had uh, investors from uh, mainland Europe, um, from from um, Switzerland, and from um, actually from the Balkans, um, uh, like a fund from um, uh, the um, the like the Balkan fund, and then mm -hmm. uh, we got funded by uh, UK investors, angel investors, and then uh, more recently from uh, a big uh, US VC called Peakspan, and and then from AXA Investment Partners, um, which are also European based. So break that down for me. You did ten million with Peakspan in July of 2019. Is that right? 
Yeah, yeah. And then twelve million from AXA just just in March this year. Yeah, and that was a mix of like primary and secondaries. Yeah. Tell me, some folks don't understand what secondary means. How's that work? Um, so basically, it's employee existing employees or existing investors selling their shares, um, you know, for a, a small discount to. Um, to, to, to an investor. So the, it's a great way to get liquidity and it's becoming a bit more common. So if you want liquidity at an earlier stage, uh, you know, that's, that's actually becoming an option now where was it, you know, from my understanding, it wasn't much of an option even just a few years ago, but now it's, it's, it's you know, uh, funds are getting more um, used to offering it. And, and why, why would folks on your team do that if they know your financials and see you're growing so fast, especially considering the tax consequences of cashing out a portion of their shares? Yeah, I mean, speaking to some of my angel investors, angel investors, especially from the from the UK, um, a lot of their angel investments have just died, um, and so actually getting any sort of money out oh. from an investment uh, is great, you know. Um, so they're very ecstatic just to, to actually see any sort of return from a, from a, from a seed stage investment. Um, uh, I, I think you know, j- just generally, you know, all everybody in the team is is pretty much a, a first time in startups. Like none of us are experienced um, entrepreneurs, um, and so just getting some liquidity to to get a lifestyle balance, um, you know, was, 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 it was a great opportunity to, you know, um, I, I suppose like cash it, to get a bit of a cash and, uh, and buy some of the things that you wanted in life. Right. Yeah. About what portion of the 12 million ended up going to secondary? Uh, uh totally it was about 5 million. Oh, okay. Okay. So not, 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 was that 30, 40, 40%, something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Not, not bad. And the rest of that, obviously, just sort of infusing the company. You mentioned healthy cash balance today. Buy yourself some runway during COVID, obviously, is probably a main priority. Help us understand what team looks like today. How many folks? Uh, in total, we're 179 people. So it's a very large number, but we have a lot of people in the Balkans. Um, so, you know, we, uh, we have like a large data research team in, in Macedonia. And uh, our, all our engineers are in Croatia um, in, in a place called Zadar and some are in Zagreb. And then our sales and marketing team are in the UK. And then we've got a small office in New York um, and, and one person in Vancouver. What does the, What's the total monthly expense for just the team in Macedonia? Just so we get an idea. Um, oh, uh, in terms of expense, I mean, it, I would say it's not, I mean, it, it typically, um, like we're paying about, um, you know, 500 euros per person there into like an, an average for, you know, so that's kind of the average price I'd have to, I'd per, have month, to per month. Exact, yeah, per month. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. It, it's very, I mean, when, when we, when I looked at it, it was cheaper than having hires say in India. Um, yep. and you know, they speak, they're on the same time zone, uh, th- like every's fluent in English. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a very cost effective location and uh, part of uh, like, our you know, like I said, one of our first backers was a, a firm called SC Ventures, South Central Ventures, um, who, who, are, um, you know, in, from that region and, and, you know, part of it is creating jobs in, in that region. Um, so it was a really great fit for us to get, take funding from them and then also to, uh, build a base there. So, you know, it, um, it, like it was, it was a double bonus really. So guys, up until April of this year, I used to pay a full-time designer $3,000 per month to handle things like blog images, podcast logos, slide decks, and things of that nature. And then a guy named Russ Perry came on the show. You guys might remember it. His company's called Design Pickle. And it shocked me when he told me he's basically bootstrapped to 18 million in revenue, serving 3,000 customers. What it is, is they set up a Slack channel for you full of designers. You post design projects and boom, you get results. They do the designs for you. In fact, 
fact, it is also way cheaper than having someone full-time. I now happily pay for the past three months for Design Pickle. I pay $1,000 per month, and they're so quick turning all my keynotes around, blog posts, featured images, logos, you name it, they do it very quickly. So I said, Russ, we've got to give a deal to my audience. What can you do? And he said, well, Nathan, we saw so many downloads from the show. We'll give your folks 50% off for a limited time. That's $200 in savings. But again, the offer does expire. So if you want to try to get basically a full-time designer, but for just $200 per month, go to nathanlaka.com forward slash design pickle right now. Again, that's nathanlaka.com forward slash design pickle. And so how many people now are on the team there? Uh, I believe it's a, like in both regions, it's about 60. Okay, about 60. Yeah. Okay, great, great, great. And now to help me understand this, so there's a, a crunch base says you guys have raised 50 million. That's obviously not accurate or I'm missing something. Say, yeah, I asked that to be corrected. <laughs> yeah. There's like a double count there. So I'm like, I think, uh, I'm like yeah. they've got this series be counted like 20 times. Um, yeah. Got it. Because so, then I was going to give you shit. I was going to say, you've only built a $9 million company and you raised like 60 million, 6X that. That's not really capital efficient, but you're much more capital efficient than what that shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I asked for that to be corrected, but it hasn't. I'll, I'll chase them. <laughs> there, no worries. We got the we got the right story here now. That's all that matters. So sixty people uh, in those locations, one seventy nine on the team total. And so, how many engineers would you consider on the team? Uh, we have like fifteen coders, and we have twenty four with DevOps, which includes QA as well. Like twenty four with DevOps and QA. Okay, and how many folks in our team carry a quota? Um. Uh, I would uh, so I would say like carrier qu- carrying quota. Um, uh, I would say that's around about um, twelve right now. And James, should I dig deeper here at the top of the show? You said what do you, one of the things you feel like you're very good at is your is your sort of revenue motion. I mean, should I dig deeper yeah. on how you built the sales team? Sure. Yeah. You can so so sure. how'd you so how'd you build it? Right. So let's just start with like a, a number and then work backwards. Right. What do you set quota at relative to their full on target earnings base plus commission? Um, so, oh, it, so in terms of the, the actual quota, I mean, um, right now, uh, are, uh, like, uh, so it, in terms of the actual BDMs, uh, or what you, I guess you call account executives, um, they have like a minimum target of around about $8,000, uh, of, um, quota that they're meant to be bringing in per month. Um, so, uh, that, that's, and then in terms of commission, we're just about to change our commission model right now. It's, it's, you know, I've been told it's very generous. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we, we kind of set targets. We, we, you know, we've, we've been setting targets so that, you know, it, generally like all, almost all of our reps always hit that, hit their targets. So we're quite generous on the targets and we're getting, getting a little bit tougher, uh, now on, on terms of targets. So, um, yeah, but it's, it's around, it's 8,000 minimum that they need to to hit. So like last month, how many reps hit, hit your quota? Uh, all of them hit quota. Okay, so you had, so that's obviously not good. <laughs> you want to, you want <laughs> to set a, really re- a bit tougher. Yeah. yeah. So, and then you said your commission's generous. I mean, some usually you hear something like thirty percent or something like that. What is your commission at right now? Oh, it's before ten. Th- okay, maybe we're not that generous. Ten <laughs> percent <laughs> of monthly or annual? Uh, of, of 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 monthly. Yeah. Got it. So, if a quota is hitting their eight thousand in new MRR target every month, they're basically a- adding eight hundred dollars of a month to their to their comp, basically ten percent of eight k. Uh, yeah, yeah, but the, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Okay. Got it. What were you going to say? It sounds like you were saying something else there. No, no, no. Yeah. That's okay. Right. Got it. So commission's 10%. And how long, here's a big question. How long do you pay that commission? Is it every month for 12 months or 24 months or what? Yeah, it's every month for 12, for 12 months. Okay. So if a customer stays longer than 12 months, your margin automatically increases because you don't have to pay commission anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. 
how long are customers staying? Um, I mean, uh, uh, generally, um, uh, like it, yeah, in terms of uh, the total time that they're staying, um, uh, I mean, yeah, um, that would be. Uh, I, I, mean, I say, like in, in general, it's around about fourteen months. Um, uh, I mean, but we have customers that are staying a lot longer, a lot longer than that. Um, Maybe a better question is like, what's your monthly yeah. revenue churn? Um, our, um, so our net retention. Um, uh, net retention is around 85% right now, and it's moving towards it 90%. Oh, James, that's really poor. That's a very poor net retention metric. Why is that so low? Um, I mean, it's, I think it's quite typical in our industry. I mean, because well, in the in the like for for Meltastic, for instance, our our net retention ratio is you know um, over 110. percent Well, that's um, great. In, yeah, um, but for the, for uh, in prospecting tools, you know, for for like I suppose in, in the data business, um, like a net retention rate of around eighty five percent is, you know, to my understanding from the history of the industry, quite c- common. And um, so we have a very fast sales cycle, and you know, also uh, we have returning like a lot of those customers will like customers that churn out will come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, they 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 treat the service as almost transactional, and so then they come they they they, they return. So it's it's. Um, you know, the, um, as far as, you know, my understanding and knowledge of the industry is quite a common, it's like a, a common kind of, um, well, I mean, metric. we just saw zoom info go public, right. They're obviously much larger, more mature, et cetera. They've been around for, you know, much longer. And, you know, they're at like 120 in terms of net revenue retention. Right. So you would put them in your space, right? Yeah, I would put them in a space. I think that that, that figure really applies to more the enterprise uh, clients. And if you actually look at their SMB net retention or their mid market, then, then I think it's, it's more towards our figure. Yeah. 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 I mean, according to the S1, you know, they basically broke it, broke it down by three cohorts. Um, they also broke it down though, by just as a, as a, on a revenue basis across the entire business. And it came out to call it like 110, 120, but look, you'll get there. I mean, that's why you go do an acquisition like Mailtastic. You'll do more of this and it'll become stickier and stickier over time. Um, sure, how many, a part of that is we started in that SMB space, right. And, and, um, and then we've moved up towards, um, you know, uh, moving towards enterprise right now. Yeah. Um, so that, that's part of the story. How many customers are you currently serving? Um, in, in total over a thousand, if you include the Meltastic clients. Okay. okay. Got it. So, I mean, so, so what are they paying on average per month then? Um, in total, um, like our ACV right now is about 14,000, uh, per, um, per year. Got it. Got it. So that means ARPU is calling like, a, you know, a thousand, eleven hundred range, something like that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. Got it. And do you think you'll, I mean, do you think you'll break a $10 million run rate by the end of the year? You got three more months. Oh no, we're, we, so we've already, got, we've already gone over 10 million. So we're, we're over 10 million now. Oh, got it. Um, and, 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 um, we should finish this year at 11.5 and then next year, you know, I, I'm, I'm certain with the kind of metrics that we've got that we'll get, we'll be at 20 at the end of next year. Interesting. Um, that kind of confidence to me goes, oh, he, he, he's putting a deck together. He's about to go raise more capital. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, we, we, I mean, I, I, we always have like a deck ready. Um, but, you know, I'm just quite solid on our metrics. And then the, the other thing is that we're aiming to increase our ACV. You know, it was at 11K. Now it's at 14K. And, you know, the aim is to get it towards the 28K. Um, and we're releasing like, you know, uh, we, you know we, we know what we need to do in terms of product strategy to get there. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. And um, how much are you burning per month right now? Um, actually, only you know, right now at the moment, it's only about two hundred k per month that we're oh, burning. The net, so, that's net so burn, we, right? Yeah, that's that's net burn. Yeah, that's yeah, not that's so, actually yeah. not that that's not that bad. So I mean, you're that money that you raised. I mean, you've got 
you know, call it 10 million, basically, well, 5 million of the 12 was secondary. So you've got what, six or seven still sitting in the bank. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Interesting. And so, and so we're doing, um, you know, I think COVID actually helped us get way more efficient. So we didn't need an office anymore. Like, um, you know, it, it, it slowed our kind of headcount growth. Um, so the, there was a lot of positive effects, I say, from from COVID and just making us more efficient in terms of how we worked. Um, so and, you know, we really have an engine now where we can just put more money into headcount in terms of SDRs or into marketing and then get more growth. Um, so it's just really a question of like, you know, how much we want to put the foot down on the pedal at the moment. Yeah, I won't push you harder than this sort of high level question because it's obviously sensitive information. But when you did do the $12 million round, did you guys break a $100 million valuation or do you think that'll be your next round? Um, oh, I, I, yeah, I think that'll be our next our next round. Uh, Got it. So you had to have been flirting with it, though. You got to have been pretty close on the twelve million. Uh, fairly close, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very good. All right, James, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one favorite business book. Um, the hard thing about hard things by uh, Ben Horowitz. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Yeah, I, of course, uh, Henry Shook uh, from um, Zoom Info. <laughs> uh, <'cause, laughs> of course, um, I, I just I like the, they have an incredible revenue machine, and also just their path to IPO through organic and inorganic growth is uh, you know something to, to be studied. Um, it's a heck yeah. of a it's a heck of a story in the use of debt when you look at the Zoom Info acquisition and how they pulled that exactly. off. It was incredible. Exactly. Number number three, what uh, what's your favorite online tool for building your company besides your own? I say Gong. I like Gong. Um, I also Slack, actually. Gong and Slack. Number uh, four, how many hours of sleep you get every night? About six. Okay. And situation, James? Married, single kids? Uh, yeah, married. Uh, two, two girls, 13, 11, and one boy, three years old. Oh, wow. And how old are you? I'm 42. 42. Take us home. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Oh, knew? Um, I, I would say, actually, um, like uh, the doing a startup you know like actually uh taking more risk um away from you know i, I suppose like when i graduated it was the, the the path was to go into investment banking which is what i did and then i became a you know developer a trader um you know i think if i um would have i would have taken more risk and actually gone jumped into startup world earlier um because i just love it it's, it's like you know, it's, it's just so much fun Guys, Cognizant.com, a great prospecting tool. They've just passed $10 million in annual recurring revenue. We'll finish this year with $11.5 million with eyes on $21 million in 2021. They're serving over 1,000 customers. They raised $23 million bucks to do it. Their last run of $12 million, bucks, $5 million of that was secondary, but the rest basically still, in the, still sitting in the bank because they're just burning, call it $200,000 per month right now. Maybe do another round in 2021. We'll see what happens. Team of 179 people, big data team in Macedonia, uh, and another team in Croatia of developers, 24 engineers total, 12 quota carrying sales reps about to change the commission structure to get a little more aggressive there eight thousand dollars a new mrr per month is quota for those aes as james continues to scale the company james thanks for taking us to the top thank you one more thing before you go we have a brand new show every thursday at 1 p.m central it's called shark tank for SaaS. we call it deal or bust one founder comes on, three hungry buyers, they try and do a deal live and the founder shares backend dashboards, their expenses, their revenue, ARPU, CAC, LTV, you name it, they share it. And the buyers try and make a deal live. It is fun to watch every Thursday, 1 p.m. Central. Additionally, remember these recorded founder interviews go live. We release them here on YouTube every day at 2 p.m. Central. To make sure you don't miss any of that, make sure you click the subscribe button below here on YouTube, the big red button, and then click the little bell notification to make sure you get notifications when we do go live. I wouldn't want you to miss breaking news in the SaaS world, whether it's an acquisition, a big fundraise, a 
big sale, a big profitability statement, or something else. I don't want you to miss it. Additionally, if you want to take this conversation deeper and further, we have by far the largest private Slack community for B2B SaaS founders. You want to get in there. We've probably talked about your tool if you're running a company or your firm if you're investing. You can go in there and quickly search and see what people are saying. Sign up for that at nathanlacka.com forward slash slack. In the meantime, I'm hanging out with you here on YouTube. I'll be in the comments for the next 30 minutes. Feel free to let me know what you thought about this episode. And if you enjoyed it, click the thumbs up. We get a lot of haters that are mad at how aggressive I am on these shows, but I do it so that we can all learn. We have to counter those people. We got to push them away. Click the thumbs up below to counter them and know that I appreciate your guys' support. All right. I'll be in the comments. See ya.